Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to encourage our listeners to consider donating to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. It's a nonprofit organization that fights for racial justice. Through litigation, advocacy, and public education, they seek structural changes to expand democracy, eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. Visit www.naacpldf.org to donate to an incredibly important cause. Welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Tuesday. Happy December 1st, everyone, as we are recording this live to all of our friends out there in the YouTube universe that are uh, joining us this evening. Thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it so much. We have another wonderful episode for you this evening. Uh, Main topic for tonight is going to be underperforming players so far this fantasy season that we feel like can help you now that we are going into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, all, all the wheeling and dealing is done. Trade deadlines have passed. You've made all your waiver wire moves that you need to make for the most part. Your team is set. If you have these players, these are the guys that you should be comfortable starting here in the playoffs uh, that have been underperforming, that we feel like have good schedules and should bounce back here in the short term for the playoffs. Maybe we'll get into a little dynasty discussion about these players as well, kind of a long-term picture with them since they have been underperforming, but we'll see where the night takes us here. But before we get into anything, I need to say hello to the hostess with the mostest, my partner in crime, Jacob Trowbridge. How are you doing this evening, sir? Ah, I'm here. <laughs> That's how my day went. We were talking before we got on air. I know that your day went similarly, so yep. it's nice to have this reprieve of podcasting to come to. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? It's only Tuesday, and I don't know about everyone else out there, but it, it feels like it should be about Thursday already this week. Uh, it's just always co- going back to work after a long holiday weekend is always rough. The, the first week back is always just feels like it takes fucking forever. Uh, and yeah, that's where- like six months and two days <laughs> is the kind of week that this is thus far. Yeah. You're right, it's coming off of the, uh, the high of the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. So, um, but yes, only Tuesday, but we're here to turn that around. Talk fantasy football because honestly, what's better than the NFL and, and fantasy football? Not much, not much. There's a handful of things, but it's probably not safe for work, so we won't talk about it here. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Before we get into our episode here, we, of course, got to talk about what we're drinking tonight and what the days we've been having. You know we've been drinking. So, Jake, what are you drinking this evening? I've been uh, a big fan of Southern Tier for a long, long time, as mm-hmm. as you well know. And actually, I think we've talked about Southern Tier a whole bunch of times on this podcast because they're fantastic. So it's this company out of Lakewood, New York. Uh, typically, I'm a big fan of like their dessert beers. That's kind of where they hit their stride. Yeah, the Neapolitan is terrific. Oh, that's a great oh, beer. So good. Uh, this is not that, <laughs> but I think it's so good. Uh, it's their live session. It's a session pale ale. So it's like the exact opposite of most of their stuff, which is like exuberant and crazy flavors. This is just very down to earth. Uh, I just needed something that I could cram in my gullet as quickly as possible. Let's be honest. Nice. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Boulevard. 
out of Kansas City. Uh, this is they their uh, Nutcracker Winter Warmer. Let's see if we get the label right Ooh. there. Uh, it's it's officially December. I can drink Winter Warmers now. Uh, it's a, officially the Christmas season for me. I know everyone else out there is probably a little bit different, but for me, it's a Chris, Christmas season here, so I can drink a Winter Warmer, and it is a great beer. It clocks in at a hefty 7.8% alcohol, uh, which I'll be honest, I haven't tasted the alcohol at all, which tells me it is a great beer. Uh, it's got a nice little spice to it, a little bit of like low level heat uh, from that alcohol, and it is it is a great beer if you like kind of the brownish ales with some spice in it. Uh, this is your beer. It's 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 a solid style of a winter warmer. That's good. Uh, when you said that it didn't taste like alcohol, it's either really well made or they fooled you and they put some you know water flavored with some alcohol beer-ish flavors in there and just actually didn't give you any any buzz for your money i hope not. does that make sense it makes sense <laughs> all i could think of when you when you said fooled you is uh space and dark helmet when he goes fooled you <laughs> that's all i could think of sorry yeah, that's fair so that's all right anyway great underrated movie if you haven't seen it go out and see it all right agreed yeah totally agreed so jake we've got a couple things to uh get to here a couple pieces uh, of, of house cleaning so to speak here before we get into the heart of our episode uh should we start with drunk 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 hammer drunk 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 the drunk trade of the week Yes, I think we absolutely should. Uh, so this one, because uh, look, why why fucking push the good stuff further back than we have to? That's right. It's our favorite segment for a reason, people. It's because it makes us feel better about ourselves while getting to comment on what other people do uh, stupidly for fantasy football. So this week's comes from Reddit user Juicy Q. That's juicy with two Y's. I was going to say two Y's. Got to have the two Y's. Juicy. That's how you Q. know it's juicy. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but this one says they traded Jamison Crowder and Antonio Gibson for Julio Jones when Julio was injured this year. So a few weeks back, okay, is when uh, when this trade went down. Now, this is right when they sent the trade in. As everybody knows by this point, if you've been listening, we're a few weeks behind with these. So all of these submissions are from a few weeks ago. So at this time, uh, this was Julio had just come back, had a dynamite blow-up game. And he, yes, if you got Julio, you felt real good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the comment is made seems to have worked out for me so far with the benefit of hindsight in a few extra weeks. Did it still work out for them, Dustin? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh Antonio Gibson has been doing pretty good so far the last couple weeks here. Uh, Julio injured again. So uh, it, it's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, we don't know if this is redraft or dynasty. I'm going to assume Dynasty. Let's always assume Dynasty for this purpose. If it's Dynasty and you're going for the ship, um, I don't mind this move at all. But if you're not going for the ship to trade away Antonio Gibson, um, who has been doing very well uh, as of late, and Jamison Crowder's just a PPR monster, um, I, I don't really like it kind of long term. But, but if you're going for the ship, yeah, it's a, it's a good move. I don't mind it whatsoever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. If, if you are definitely in it, you're definitely a contender. And sure. Julio is going to be great. Uh, there was three games back to back to back after this trade was made where it was eight for 137 and two, eight for 97, seven for 137. He had monster Julio games, as you would expect. 
But yeah, let's not sleep on the asset that is Antonio Gibson, who I just want to point out uh, really helped me in my Scott Fishbowl this week. Was very happy to have him kind of carry my team because he needed to. Um, but Gibson has been putting up work. He got uh, his last couple of games here. His stats went 94 yards and a touchdown, 115 yards and three touchdowns, which is just fucking absurd. Did you did you put this drunk trade on just because of the beer beer bet payout we have to do by chance? Look, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but uh, <laughs> it's in there, and so we're talking about it. All right, fair enough. But yeah, overall, not not too bad a trade as far as drunk trades goes. This was pretty mild. This was this was like an apple teeny into the evening. Oh, that's nice. Hey, you're still yeah, trying light, to class and keep yeah, it together. Yeah, light on the teeny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been really, I feel like we need to find one that's excruciating mm-hmm. eventually to wrap yeah. up the season. But we've, we've been we'll having so one. many shenanigans related to football mm-hmm. lately. I feel like we need some tepid ones. That's right. To ease here. Yeah. So uh, next we are going to do our beer bet payout and we have Mike joining us here. He just entered the chat and there's the man himself. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for coming back on. Oh, happy to be here. How are you guys doing? I'm, I'm sure you're happy to be here. Just, just, just getting all <laughs> the accolades and glory. Is doing terrific right now because, no. as you'll see, the results of these beer bets definitely favored our guests here. That's right. Oh, what, what happened? Did I, did I, did I hit both of them? I didn't. I wasn't paying too close of attention. You know what, um, Mike? <laughs> how did, how did Zeke, how did Zeke do against Gibson? That must have been close. I, I didn't do the math on. Yeah, it, it was that actually very close. <laughs> and if by close you mean not at all, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> so just. Just a quick recap here, and that way you can just sit in it and soak it up here, sunshine. Uh, we had two bets from last week. One was Antonio Gibson versus Ezekiel Elliott, which I was very happy uh, to participate in. And then the other one was Justin Herbert versus Josh Allen, which I was less happy to participate in. But the Gibson versus Zeke, not so close. Antonio no. Gibson, 36.6 points. Zeke, 2.9 points. Ugh. But the Herbert and Allen was super close. I just want to say that as a pat on the back to myself for losing this one it was close 17.44 points versus josh allen's 16.48 points so gibson and herbert are the winners there mike you had both of those yes congratulations you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) i I, I don't remember i no i I appreciate that i I couldn't remember if i had won both i won (laughs) you can't even so i wasn't certain if i took them both down i i <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. Well, it, Dustin, do we want to do this payoff at the same time? I think we, we should. I, I mean, we we don't need to say it to each other because we both are losers in this scenario and winners. Uh, but but I think the big congratulations goes to Mike. Uh, so Jake, what are you what are you toasting to this week? What what are you doing? Look, I, I am not going to do what you did last week uh, with the, the whiskey. I'm going very smooth and subtle. I'm doing Dr. McGillicuddy's peppermint. Nice. Look, yeah, I might have lost the battle, but I will win this next battle of me doing this shot. Nice. So. Yeah, I am not doing the same thing as last week either. I regretted it the next morning, uh, but I am going back to the old standby fireball uh, only because it's got a very catchy song. I mean, who doesn't like that? Is that that's why Do yeah. you make all of your drinking decisions based on songs? I'm Pipple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I base all my drinking decisions on Pipple. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Well, Mike, before we before we greet you and your genius, is there anything else that you would like to say about these bets here? 
No, no. Like I said, I, I am literally just happy to be sitting here <laughs> sipping my beer at the speed I choose to, uh, the drink that I have chosen to drink at however I choose to drink it. It is, is a nice feeling. But I'm going to enjoy this thoroughly. So you guys can go ahead. All right. Thanks well, for that. For that. Okay. All right. We're going to do this at the same time. I think we can do this. Yes. All right. Well, ready? actually, I forget what we're going to say. <laughs> it's been so long since I've lost a bet, Dustin. Oh, no. Oh, it's only been a couple weeks. Don't even give me that baloney. All right. All right. Okay. Ready? Yep. So, Mike, you are an amazing fantasy amazing football, 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 football prognosticator, prognosticator slash and genius. genius. Congratulations. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Even though I still butchered it, my heart, uh, my heart's intent was in the right place. I felt it. I felt it. It felt good. I'm not going to lie. This is a pretty good boost for me. Um, I not that I ever thought it was going to come out any other way. Um, but it was just nice to see the ending happen. You know exactly as predicted. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, I was hoping for a nice three way shot here um, to be to be involved in my first three way ever. Uh, but that unfortunately <laughs> didn't happen. You had to screw it up and be just an amazing uh, uh, prognosticator here. So hats off to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Indeed. Mike, we're we're definitely going to have to have you back on for the full spectrum again at some point because you're genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's undeniable at this yeah, point. That's right. You proved it. Uh, I, I can't wait. You guys know how much I love you. So I'm going to let you continue your show. Uh, enjoy yourselves. And honestly, anytime you get me on your calendar, I will be here. Absolutely love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks you for popping on, care, man. Bye. You're welcome right, anytime. Guys. Take it easy. See you all soon. Bye for now. And once All more, right. you can find him on Twitter at Daddy's Home FF. Mike, That's right. How do you say it, Dustin? Dustin, how do you say the last name? I did. Fila. 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 Mike Fila. Right. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I, I still didn't learn I after last week. <laughs> uh, no, that was great that he popped on. Uh, so glad he could come in. And believe me, if I was in his shoes and I was invited on a podcast for people to tell me how great I am, you d- bet be sure I'd be there. I mean, let's be honest. So, no, it was great for him to pop on there for a couple minutes. We truly appreciate it. He was a great host, or great host, great guest last week. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, after you listen to this one, go back to last week, listen to that one. You won't regret it. It was a ton of fun and, and, and lots of good stuff happening there. So, Moving on, let's let's, let, let's let's talk injuries here a little bit. All right, nothing too major this last week. Uh, uh, escaped some major injuries. It looks like here, um, and looks like all my notes are not in there anymore, which is unfortunate. So I have to go off the top of my head. Um, so Will Fuller, he has been suspended for six games, so he's out the rest of the season here for performance enhancing shenanigans here. Um, you know, it's a bummer. Nobody thought that you would have Will Fuller available, probably, at this point in the year, anyhow, just based off of his injury history. This is true. And so you're kind of lucky to have him for as long as he did, and you knew the good times couldn't continue forever. So it's just sad that it got taken away so abruptly this way. It It, it is, and he was, I mean... He didn't take over the number one. I think like people were kind of expecting him to. Uh, he he stayed relatively healthy so far this season, and he has produced fairly consistently. Uh, so it is a little disappointing. I was actually starting to to change my opinion on Will Fuller just because after all of his injury history, I just I just kind of wrote him off. But he was quietly turning it around this season for me, and it's disappointing that this happened. Uh, the big thing is I think he is a free agent after this season, so he could have played his last snaps with Houston. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens under the new regime there, uh, new GM, new coach after the season, whether they want to keep him around or not. So uh, 
unfortunate for anyone that was trying to rely on Will Fuller going into, the, into your playoffs. But let's be honest, you probably shouldn't have anyway because it's Will Fuller. Uh, next on the list, we have uh, DJ Moore, Carolina. Uh, he injured his ankle and he is questionable for this next week against the Broncos. Uh, well, they are on bye this week. Uh, spoiler alert for the end of the episode. But uh, he should be probably good to go, they're saying, uh, next week against the Broncos. And then Philip Lindsay injured his knee, uh, Denver running back. I'm trying to pull it up here so we can take a look at it and be a little bit more, you know, on the up and up. Um, it says so far here, uh, pro football reference, that it remains unclear if he will be able to face the Chiefs next week. So keep an eye on that. And then finally, Daniel Jones, Jake's favorite New York quarterback. Can I say that? That's that's cor- yeah, that's correct. Okay, good. Uh, I felt like I was speaking out of turn there for a second. Uh, he oh, he left with a hamstring injury, and he's uncertain if he's going to play this next week against the Seahawks. So uh, that was really it as far as your main fantasy players for for the playoffs here. Uh, definitely keep an eye out here for for these players to see if anything improves over the course of this next week. Anything to add with these injuries, Jake? No, I mean, honestly, it's way better than what we've experienced in the past. And I don't think any of these guys really, besides DJ Moore, I don't think any of these other guys are really screwing you over too much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess all things considered, we're somewhat lucky this week. (sighs) Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's it with injuries. Nice, short and sweet this week, which is nice for a change. I know. Should do that for every week from here on out. It should be. All right. So before we we get a word from our sponsor here, Monkey Knife Fight, and before we get into the heart of our episode here, I, I need to rant a little bit here, Jake. Uh, and, and we we kind of alluded to it before we went live here, and I didn't want to get into it because I didn't want to lose the fire. I because I felt like if I started talking about it, I'd get all fired up, and then it would the fire would be out of me for the evening. It'd be it'd be one of those cathartic releases. And you were going to shoot your load too early. Just say it. Yeah, that was the yeah. Problem. I was, was going to blow my load. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, in lieu of that, I waited. I held off. So I need to, I need to rant, and I and I and I, I and I know you have thoughts about this too. So, uh, so we'll get into this for a little bit here. But I want to talk just a little bit about how the NFL is handling this Baltimore Pittsburgh game that that is supposed to happen now on a Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. It's not even Wednesday night. It's two thirty Central Time, three thirty Eastern Time uh, uh, tomorrow Wednesday, uh, which. Actually, I, I from a pure football watching perspective, I like because I'm done with work super early in the day and I'll be able to watch the game in its entirety. Um, so from that perspective, I don't mind it whatsoever. But I just it just annoys me and frustrates me to no end that it seems like the NFL is just saying, come hell or high water. We are going to have every single game. We're not going to cancel a game. COVID be damned. There's too much money involved and we don't care about our players enough to cancel a game for the safety of the players uh, because they're, they're so worried about the integrity of the league or, or we have to have our 16 games in before the playoffs. Cause otherwise it wouldn't be fair to the other teams, whatever the rationale is. Um, I think it's, Horseshit. Excuse my language to all the kids listening out there. I apologize. Uh, but I, I just think that this, the way they've been handling it is just terrible. I get it's a marquee matchup. You know, Pittsburgh is undefeated so far this season. Uh, and it's Baltimore's AFC North show, showdown. Uh, it's going to be a highly watched game, which if you're on the East Coast, you know, those are most likely one of your two teams. Uh, so I don't know if you're getting done with work at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Uh, most people probably aren't. So, uh, 
Uh, a lot of people probably aren't even going to be able to watch the game unless they're streaming it at work. Uh, so just the whole handling of it. And and right before we went on uh, went live here, uh, I saw a uh, alert from. I don't know if it was Scheffner or Rappaport or someone on Twitter. One of one of the verified check marks uh, said that the the Baltimore plane was scheduled to leave for Pittsburgh tonight as planned, but there was two more positive cases uh, for the team. And it didn't say whether it was players or coaches or, or how it was handled. But it's like if you still have two positive tests the night before the game is supposed to happen or the the even you know whatever 12 hours before it's like what the fuck are you doing like like obviously this isn't under control and quarantine from the team so all i see happening now is that okay baltimore is going to be past this now cuz there seems like half their team has been infected with covid now they're going to give it to the steelers organization and it's going to run rampant through the steelers and put other things you know in jeopardy and then not only that, they're already shuffling games for next week, how there's going to be games. I think it's two games on Monday and a game on Tuesday now. And it's like they, they keep pushing it back to try to accommodate this. And I just think the NFL is handling it so, so poorly. Yeah. I need to take a breath and drink. <laughs> <laughs> drink it up. It's okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's not okay. This is actually, this is just fucking stupid. This is mm-hmm. the, when we first started talking about all this in the off season and all the things that could happen due to COVID, this seemed like one of the easiest things to predict is eventually, I mean, I, I think most of us thought it was going to happen a lot sooner than week 12. And it kind of has, I mean, it's come and it's definitely reared its ugly head at various points, but you're expecting them to have to cancel a game or really postpone a game, not postpone a game by a couple of days and then wait and then postpone it again a couple of days and then postpone it another day because it still wasn't under wraps and then postpone it one more day, but still push through with it, even though there's new cases popping yeah. up. By the but way, they, this game has been postponed an entire week because they were supposed to play on thanksgiving thursday and they're playing on wednesday now like it's postponed an entire calendar week here like oh but instead of doing what i think is the most prudent and easiest thing to do maybe not easy from an advertiser perspective and i get that but there's a week between the playoffs and the super bowl and we're talking about this this weekend yeah there's a fucking pro bowl nobody cares about your bullshit pro bowl or if you want to still have the pro bowl here's what you do have the pro bowl on that saturday of the weekend in between Push the last playoff game to the day following. Push that to the Sunday following the Pro Bowl. And then instead of the first playoff week, you have that week set aside for these games to wrap up. And this is a divisional game. It would be perfect for that week, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have its own slot. You get plenty of viewership because it would be the only game in town. And it's a game that will matter. Uh, you have to think in, in some perspective, unless the Steelers just fucking win it out, and then it wouldn't <laughs> matter at that time. And maybe that's what the NFL is worried about. Maybe the NFL is worried that if they were to postpone the game that much truly and do the prudent and easy thing instead of shifting around eight games to accommodate this one if they did that maybe the Steelers are in a position where they don't have to actually play everybody and it's quote-unquote unfair then I don't know I just think this is fucking dumb can I highlight the one quote that really pissed me off though it's Please from do. the ESPN article and this is an NFL statement from an ESPN article from yesterday. These decisions were made out of an abundance of caution to ensure the health and safety of players, coaches, bullshit. and game day personnel. Are you fucking serious? No. That is the most bullshit quote uh, I've ever heard in my life. That's awful. Yeah, I just, the whole thing with how the NFL is handling this, I just can't get behind whatsoever. Like, not not one bit. Uh, like I said, the NFL fan in me is loving that there's going to be a game tomorrow afternoon that I can sit down and watch. Uh, but that's a purely selfish 
perspective on my part uh, as someone that's not a fan of either team like I have no vested like personal interest in this other than I love watching football you know which is again why we're all here and do fantasy football because we're degenerates and love football that much so uh, uh, and I don't even have any horses in this game so to speak you know like my none of my fantasy teams depend on any of these players so it's like I, I don't have any real reason to be into this game other than it's NFL uh but I just, uh, I hate the way the NFL is handling this. I think it's baloney. They're putting their players in jeopardy. And I can get from the financial standpoint that the players don't get paid for these games that they that they don't play. But they also should have known this was coming and this was a possibility and should have planned accordingly to miss a game check throughout the season or a couple of game checks and, and, and planned financially uh, for this to happen that they could miss a couple game checks. It's not that hard. It's it's really not, especially when you're making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to set aside you know one of your, or a couple of your uh, game checks to not spend it that month shouldn't be too now, difficult some do that of course this is uh, like when you get down to the lower tier guys of course not everybody's raking in right the cash like the the top stars are and i don't want to put this on the players it's because like the fucking players just i mean they have to go along with whatever is decided oh here. absolutely now the players that are fucking not taking this seriously and contributing to this red and causing this predicament like i don't feel bad for them but i do feel bad for the the rest of them who mm-hmm. have done nothing to contribute to this and still have to get yanked around like this and again why move a game a few thousand times it feels like instead of just doing the one big move that would solve right. the fucking problem <sighs> yeah Ugh. all right do you feel better now that you've talked about this a little bit i feel a little bit better although i'm still upset about it let's be honest i'm still not <laughs> over it but i do feel a little bit better we've really just stoked each other's fire i think it's is what happened here but well, folks, if you're listening out there, feel free to comment on our Twitter feed at Drinking Fantasy. If you agree or disagree with us, we'd love to hear your comments uh, about it and interact with you. So uh, that's where you can find us. Like I said, hit us up if you're for or against what we said. But before we get into our underperformers here, we do have a special word from our sponsor. That's right. This week's episode of DTFF is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. This is a daily fantasy sports gaming website. You know it. You love it. And if you don't know it, you will. And then you'll love it. Uh, because it really is, it's personally, it's my favorite platform that's out there right now for daily fantasy sports. Uh, Dustin and I, we've both used this multiple times. We talk about our monkey knife fight mm-hmm. uh, every weekend, basically. We're talking about what the, uh, the lines are that we're trying to beat here. So essentially, it's very easy. They put together lines for different contests throughout the week. Every single NFL game has one, multiple players involved. You pick the lines that you want and you go more or less from that line. And if you get the more or less, you get money. It's really, it's very simple. It is that uh, it's simple. It's very easy to use. There's a lot of variety, which is what I really love about it. Um, it's, it's just fucking great. If you haven't used Monkey Knife Fight, go seek it out. And in fact, if you use our secret promo code, which is DTFF, you will get a hundred percent instant match bonus up to $50. Yeah, thank you, Jake. And definitely check them out. As Jake said, they are a uh, lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do. Uh, super easy. The app is very intuitive, very easy to to use. Uh, it's very sleek. And it's a lot of fun. It, it gives a little extra something, a little extra juice on the games uh, uh, that you're watching for the weekend. I will most likely do something for the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game tomorrow, to be honest. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll go check out, see what the lines are, and, and probably put a few bucks down and, and hopefully parlay 
parlay that into more money that I can uh, wager on this next weekend. And that's what you do. You just you just keep spinning it forward. You goddamn right. It's like a wheel. It goes around and forward. I don't know. That's all I got. I don't uh, think they'll use that as their slogan or anything in the future, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. All right. All right. <laughs> so let's get in to talk about some underperformers who we think can help you here in the playoffs. And then, like I said, maybe we'll do a little dynasty-related um, uh, slant to this as well, just because we are almost through the, the redraft season here. Time to start looking to the future as far as, as dynasty goes, uh, especially if you're not in the playoffs for whatever reason. Hopefully you all are. And I know there's still a lot pending on this game tomorrow night uh, that can determine whether you're in the playoffs or not so if, if you are not assured a spot yet good luck we hope you make it um, I know I have a couple batches riding out here on uh, tomorrow's night tomorrow's game as well so uh, Jake you want to start us off here on your first player yeah when we're looking at underperformers and people who can still basically do a 180 for you and then help you in the playoffs it it, it is tough there's not a lot of guys that I would classify as true underperformers that I think would be beneficial here. But one of them is at a position which is becoming harder and harder to uh, score a lot of points at, unless you have one of the top five guys. And that's quarterback. We've seen a lot of dudes get injured. A lot of week 12 was an icky, icky week for quarterbacks in general. Uh, and it was a bad week for Jared Goff, who is my selection here. But the good thing about Jared Goff is that if you wanted to trade for him, and I hope that your trade deadlines extend at least up until the playoffs if not forever in dynasty leagues i hate trade lines personally but if if you're able to go out and get this guy jared goff is qb 17 on the year thus far and i don't know that that tells the full story because in his easy matchups he's actually done very well for you and what's great about jared goff is he has a couple of pristine matches uh that are coming up in the fantasy playoffs so the, the first one I want to highlight is actually week 16, and then we can work back. So week 16, your championship week. Let's assume that you get there. What team could you possibly want your quarterback to play? The Seattle Seahawks. They have been decimated all year, even as their defense has started to come together. We saw it last night against the Eagles a little bit. Anybody who's not Carson Wentz is going to be able to do okay against the Seahawks. That's the kind of sure thing that I want in my lineup, especially if he's my QB2. And based on what his perceived value is right now, I think that's what you'd be getting him at. If we work our way back, week 15, he gets the New York Jets. So that's great. Hopefully you get a first round bye when he faces the Patriots. Not that it's a, the toughest matchup in week 14 against New England. But, you know, it's not one where I'd throw him out there and assume he's going to get me 20-plus points. You know, he'll probably still do fine. But it's really that meaty 15- and 16-week matchup that I'm super interested in. Both of those defenses in the top five for points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. That's what you want. Um, and from a dynasty perspective, just to touch on that, I went out and acquired him, actually, just uh, it was two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I traded away Carson Wentz to get Jared Goff. Super glad that I did. Um, Jared Goff's contract has him tied there. And his performance has been well enough. They're not moving away from God. Whereas maybe with Wentz, who has a similar uh, contract set up, his play has been so bad, and they have a quarterback waiting in the wings that I'd be concerned about him. I'm not about Goff because we've seen, from a real-life NFL perspective, he's been a very capable quarterback for them. I think he's got, you at least have two years there in that system with Goff easily. Uh, so I do like him from that perspective, too. Yeah, I like that call. Um and yeah, I, Jared Goff, he's he's not flashy, um, but he will get the job done for you, uh, except for this last week. 
RIP my Scott Fishbowl team. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, it, it was ugly. Um, but overall, he's had, a, at least for fantasy-wise, a very solid season. And especially in a Superflex League, uh, he is a great number two quarterback to have. Like, he is solid most weeks. Like, I think this last week was by far the worst week he's had all season long. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, I don't know why. But just decided not to show up. But, you know, I do like that. Uh, he's got all the weapons on his team. Uh, the wide receivers are second to none in the league. He's got two good tight ends. Got three-headed monster of a running back core there that can all catch balls out of the backfield. Uh, there's nothing not to like about that offense. And when they're clicking, they are unstoppable. So I really like that. I think the one thing that's holding him back a little bit fantasy-wise this season is that their defense is so dominant and so good that they're scoring points. So it, it takes the pressure off the offense to have to march down the field and score a ton of points, where maybe they can run the ball a little bit more. They don't have to air it out like like we've seen. But believe me, they can air it out at any given moment if they have to. And And I would love to have him on any of my rosters. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking to this last week, yeah, it's... It sucks when you have a quarterback shit the bed like that. Speaking from experience, in one league where I have what I thought to be four fucking prime quarterbacks in my Dynasty Superflex league that I was so proud of. You know, I have Goff that I just traded for. I have Russell Wilson. I have Matt Ryan. I have Cam Newton. Every one of those fuckers was outscored by Mike Glennon on my bench this week. So, uh, yeah, it it happens. It happens to the best of them. Um, But, you know, Goff had had to face San Francisco go it's not the easiest matchup in the world and mm-hmm. and honestly that is why i would say if you're nervous about starting him against new England in week 14 i do get that i get that i just think if you can push through that or if you have somebody who you can start in his steed for that week you'll be very happy with the the rest of the year mm-hmm Absolutely. So the first player I want to talk about here um, is, I feel like, kind of a contentious player. But Jake, I know you've been on board with him. We've talked about it. Uh, He was, I want to say he was brought up earlier. No? I'm bringing. I'm. I'm imagining things in my head. I don't know what's going on. The fireball is going to be already earlier in this episode or in a yeah. previous episode. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm just going to keep going. It is David <laughs> Montgomery, uh, running back for the Chicago Bears. Now I know that sounds really gross because he is just, eh, but he has been a solid running back. At, this season, like he really has, uh, we saw it this last week against Green Bay. He had a had a decent game, busted off some big runs, and the next two weeks in particular, uh, he's he's got one kind of tough matchup here in the playoffs. But he's got Detroit this next week, who is worst in the league against the run over the last five weeks. The next week, he has the Texans, who are second worst in the league against the run the last five weeks. And then he's got Minnesota, which they're they're kind of middle of the pack. They're they're 15th right now. But then in the the fantasy championships, he's got Jacksonville, with, and they're 19th in the league. So a pretty generous schedule here. Uh, and regardless of who the quarterback is, I think he is going to produce. Uh, he he's going to get the ball. He's going to get his share. We've seen him get a little bit involved in the passing game, which is nice to see. Uh, but as far as fantasy schedule goes. I mean, there, there's not someone out there that that you know, is is guaranteed the volume like that. That it hasn't been injured yet this season, and and the Bears technically aren't out of it yet. Like they're still technically fighting for a playoff spot. As gross as that sounds, uh, they they are still technically in the wild card uh, 
race here. So so they're not giving up yet this season. So there are a lot of worse options out there. And like I said, with his schedule, uh, he, he should get a lot of work and should produce well for you. Yeah, I mean, he was the RB6 this past week against the Packers. That's very, very good. Uh, I'll give a quick shout-out as he was my start of the week last week against the Packers. Um, and, and yes, thank you for the uh, for the slow hand clap there. Uh, it is, look, it's tough to find dudes who get as much work as he gets with as good of matchups as he has. So just the workload plus matchup combination at this time of year, don't shake a stick at that. Mm-hmm. You can't pin down almost any backfield um, right now, aside from a few select that are always these studs. So, yeah, I think you got to roll with him. I love it. Jake, your number two. My number two is a result of who we talked about in our injury list. Will Fuller is out. Now, on top of Will Fuller already being out, we talked last week about how uh, Randall Cobb was also out dealing with mm-hmm. toe injury. And the Texans also just released Kenny Stills. So there's not a whole lot at wide receiver right now. It's Brandon Cooks and Kiki QT. Now I could say Kiki QT here. I felt like that was almost too easy. That and was you did be mention my... Kiki. You mentioned Kiki last week, so I will give you that that prop there. I think that was uh, worthwhile. I'll give you the the slow clap for that. Thank but you. But I'm gonna shift into tight end, and I'm doing that because it's so much harder right now to find a worthwhile startable tight end. That you need somebody. And I think Jordan Aikens can be your somebody. As much as I've always wanted Kahale Waring to be a thing, the uh, third round pick from 2019, uh, he's been basically injured his entire career. And that's not somebody that I want to count on by any stretch. Jordan Aikens, on the other hand, has been somewhat productive already with all of the other pass catchers there. He's had some what you might consider blow-up games. Now, for a tight end that is basically uh, nameless and faceless for this industry, a blow-up game is like 60, 70 yards. And he's had a couple of those, which is great. But he's a much more athletic tight end than Darren Fells, who is also there. And Fells certainly could see increased work. Now, this last week... um, Fellas, you get the vibe that he is really more of the blocking guy. So Aikens, again, with his athletic profile, which is not too far off from Kahale Warren, by the way, future superstar. Um, I like them to shift him around and figure out ways to get him more involved in the passing game. Uh, he's a much better route runner from what I've seen than Darren Fells. So, look, if you're going to take a shot on somebody, the vacancy of targets there, shout out to Peter Howard, who hates that use of phrase. Um, but there are targets to be had, and Aikens, to me, seems like the best bet to absorb some of those. Yeah, I like that. And um, it, it makes me sad because I love the other tight end on their team, um, which I have everywhere in all my fantasy teams because all he does is produce when other players are out, when Jordan Akins has been out. Uh, that's Darren Fells. I love him. Uh, so RIP to my Darren Fells shares when Akins is, is actually healthy because Akins is obviously the more elite, better prototypical tight end uh, and Darren Fells is just old at this point uh, but he gets the job done but yeah I do like that because uh, Aikens um, he is a physical specimen out there he's just been very unlucky with injuries uh, but he's back he's healthy and like you said they have no one to throw to basically on their team outside of Brandon Cooks at this point 
they don't have any running backs to throw to because you know it's not going to be Duke Johnson. So <laughs> or that they'll allow themselves to throw to. Very true, very true. So uh, I like that call. I mean, like I said, they got to go somewhere with it. You can't expect Deshaun Watson to run it uh, the entire game, uh, which I would personally love, uh, but I, I don't see that happening. So so that is a very good call, Jake. So my other player here that I want to talk about, I'm going to pivot pivot a little bit here. Uh, I was going to talk about Anthony Miller, but I'm actually going to pivot to his teammate, Darnell Mooney, uh, staying with the same team. Obviously, they have the same playoff schedule, so it really doesn't change a whole lot as far as the analysis-wise here. But... Um, but Darnell Mooney has really just come on here over the second half of the season. Uh, he was a late-round pick uh, for the Bears. I want to say in the fifth round, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but again, his schedule, as we just talked about with uh, David Montgomery, they got Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville over the next four weeks. Detroit and Jacksonville are in the worst uh, how you want to say at the top 10 worst defenses in the league for the wide receiver and Houston and Minnesota are kind of the middle of the road. Uh, so very pretty good matchups here. Uh, and if, and if we have Trubisky throwing the ball, uh, I actually don't hate it all that much as gross as that sounds. Um, I actually feel like Trubisky is a better option than Nick Foles at this point. Um, there was points in this last week where he actually looked competent, uh, after coming off of this injury and time off that he had. Um, and, and I, and I want to say here, uh, let me find it cause I am super prepared. Um, uh, Darmel Mooney, uh, so I'm looking at Peter Howard, shout out PA Howdy again. Um, I'm a patron of his, so he has all the 2020 stats and he has uh, expected points based on his model, expected points for the season, and then fantasy points over expected. And Darnell Mooney is a negative 9.6 fantasy points over expected. So basically he's been underperforming in the fantasy point column compared to his target share, volume, touchdowns, uh, his involvement in the offense so far this season. He's been underproducing according to to Peter's model of, of how he should actually be performing. So with this upcoming schedule, and like I said previously with David Montgomery, the Bears are still in the playoff hunt here. They, they still could sneak in the wildcard playoff. Uh, and with the schedule, there's no reason why he shouldn't be involved. Allen Robinson is going to take the number one cornerback every single week because the man is a stud. So that opens up the field for Darnell Mooney. He's been coming on lately, as I said, and he could have a very big impact here and in, in take you to the championship this fantasy season. I'm not sure how I feel about you listing two Bears players. I know. Sometimes I, I, I've been a little itchy, and I feel like that's why, is because is I'm just not used to complimenting Bears players. Uh, but it They is are it the is. bed bugs of the NFL. That's look at me. Uh, look at me. I'm becoming an adult and, and growing here, talking about things I don't want to talk about. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but goddamn it, I respect it. Yeah. So do you have any players, any other players you want to touch on here briefly? One real quick one that I'll I'll throw out there. Um, in lieu of more injury happenings, um, John Brown has been in and out of the lineup. It looks like he's still projected to miss another couple of games here. Gabriel Davis is then an interesting person to put into your flex. Um, when John Brown's been out, Gabriel Davis has been the next guy there, and he's done he's done fairly well. Um, now this last week. It, it was kind of fluky. I will say his he, he got plenty of yards. Um, it, he ended up with 79 yards in the touchdown. 
But a big chunk of that came from a pass play from Cole Beasley. So I don't know how much you can uh, chalk that up in a consistent way moving forward. But look, he's still got four targets and a touchdown. So don't shake a stick at it. And again, every time that John Brown has been out, he has actually stepped up and done reasonably well for you. Um, he was out on the field. This is what's so important. He played all but one offensive snap. So the opportunity can be there. And this last week, in fact, the Bills were more run heavy than they'd been fairly often against the Chargers. I don't know if that was game plan specific. I would assume so. Um, but there's going to be better days for Josh Allen in terms of airing it out. And he's going to have some of those matchups coming up um, in the fantasy playoffs as well. So, man, I'm kind of excited even for him. Nothing against John Brown. I don't wish any ill will against him, certainly. Um, but if he is truly going to be out, there's tough matchups like Week 13. It's against San Francisco. Not great. Pittsburgh's actually been somewhat beatable, though, on uh, certain deep passes. So, fingers crossed for again another deep touchdown for them and he gets denver and new england i think they're they're not great matchups but just in somebody who is a big play guy that's okay yeah and you know josh allen can throw it over the the mountains so uh that deep ball big play could happen at any given moment multiple times per game uh, so i like that call i like that call as more of a deep play injury you know if, if you're wrecked by uh injuries and, and injured reserve and and covid and and whatnot uh not a bad deep throw play because uh, i'd rather take the ceiling over like a five point floor so indeed all right, so we will move in then to our start and sit slash bust of the week. I will lead us off here. Um, deja vu. You've already heard me talk about him, so I won't belabor the point too much here. But my start of the week is David Montgomery. Uh, as I said, Detroit, they are the 32nd best against the run over the last five weeks. They are terrible, giving up uh, like one, almost one and a half touchdowns per game to running back and like 30, almost 38 fantasy points per game to the running back position so uh they're just giving up points uh, by by the arm load here so feel free to fire up david montgomery i think he will continue showing what he's shown the last couple weeks i dig that i dig that I, I, again I, it's itchy that you keep referencing these bear I know, players on i know podcast, it's like i don't even know who i am anymore God, what's, ha- what's happened to you i man? don't know <laughs> it was a weird day leave me alone <laughs> that's fair i'll try and uh get the taste out of her mouth here no I, honestly before, before i move on i should say don't take all of my lighthearted jesting here about the bears listeners to mean that you should not start david montgomery because of course you should start <laughs> david montgomery i honestly i would not put it past him to have another top six week mm-hmm. absolutely but i will i will go quarterback here i'll shift over to ryan Tannehill been a fine fantasy asset this year mm-hmm. uh I, he did not regress nearly as much as i thought he would from last year that's what we talked about quite a bit this offseason yep. i made multiple mentions about how that whole offense was due for regression well that hasn't happened in large part because of the play of aj brown who's been fucking phenomenal yeah he's another one we said oh he's gonna regress he can't nearly be that efficient eh, turns out he is He's like another Tyler Lockett, just super efficient, low volume, but just gets the job done pretty much every single week. Oh, and man, is that guy a man. He's uh, a man, man, man. Oh, when he uh, basically dragged, what was that, like three guys into the end zone this last weekend? Oh, man, that was fun to watch. I love it. Was it was amazing. He's, he's got the big play potential, but he's mm-hmm. so consistent about it. And that's, I think, the Tyler Lockett comp from a fantasy perspective is mm-hmm. perfect because that's, again, you think you should fade him, but uh, you don't. can't. You okay. can't. But this is not about about A.J. Brown, although A.J. Brown, great start. <laughs> of course, wonderful start. Please start him. But Ryan Tannehill, he's just, he hasn't gotten the hype 
hope this year, which I think is good uh, for him because, again, some of these guys, like, they're just so overhyped that it gives me pause. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tannehill's in that sweet spot where he's been finishing very well, but he hasn't really had his top-tier games. I expect that to change this week against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, pretty bad against quarterbacks. In fact, third worst against quarterbacks or third best from a fantasy perspective for opposing quarterbacks. So he's going to have a great day. I actually, this this feels gross. But, you know, I mentioned Mike Glennon before and how he outscored all of my uh, other stud quarterbacks in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mike Glennon gives that team juice. Like, I cannot deny that Glennon for that team is actually not terrible. And he did it without DJ Chark out there. The best receiver available was unavailable. And so he did it with Colin Johnson and he did it with Helen Cole. All I'm saying for this segment is that does good things for Tannehill because there's somebody who can at least go out there and compete. And the Titans defense, not great against quarterbacks either, by the way. So this actually is a low-key shootout in the making here, I think. Um, if Mike Lennon gets to start again, I would play him in DFS. I like, I like it a heartbeat. But Ryan Tannehill, honestly, should easily have a top eight week, uh, and I'm psyched for him. Nice. So we will move in then to our bust slash sit of the week, however you want to phrase it. Uh, my sit bust of the week is Matt Ryan. I was going to try to come up with some pun for Maddie Ice, Maddie Not Nice. I don't know. I'll, I'll stop. Uh, he's going against New Orleans. Their defense has been legit good this season, uh, especially against quarterbacks uh, with Lattimore back there. Julio Jones, we don't know if he's going to play this week. I haven't heard anything about him practicing, but I know he left the game uh, or he missed the game last week with a hamstring. And he was, Matt Ryan was awful without him. And he's been awful without him this season whenever Julio has missed the games. And if he, especially if Julio misses this week, that means Lattimore is going to be on Calvin Ridley. And you're going to have to try to rely on Russell Gage and Hayden Hurst and whoever else is a wide receiver on the Falcons to try to make Matt Ryan fantasy relevant. And I just don't trust it here in the playoffs. Uh, There's definitely better matchups out there. So if you can pivot away from him, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Sucks. (laughs) God damn it. It really does suck. Um, I was so high on Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. He is the opposite of matchup proof. So matchup dependent anymore. It, It stings. It stings the nostrils. So I'll be sitting him in that league, probably for Mike Lennon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way this thing's going. Uh, all right. This if one, that isn't this one of the most 2020 things I've heard, I don't know what is. <laughs> for real. It, it's just fucking gross. Uh, you know what else is gross? What's my that? bust of the week. Who, who I've decided to put in as my bust of the week. It's hard to find a tight end more consistent for fantasy than Darren Waller, unless your name is Travis Kelsey. That's it. At this point, with Kittle injured, with Janu, your man, kind of randomly falling off, not to rub that in. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's, it's hard out there in the streets to find a good tight end. Darren Waller has been fantastic for your fantasy season. My fear for Darren Waller is that he has to go up against the Indianapolis Colts this week, who are third worst for opposing fantasy tight ends. It's real bad. Um, 
The only thing you can bank on with Darren Waller is volume. And volume is a great thing for a tight end. So again, as I feel like I often have to say in this segment, this is not a sit Darren Waller proclamation. This is simply just you needing to temper your expectations for it to happen. Now, last week against Atlanta, which that whole game, so talking about Matt Ryan, that whole game with the Raiders and the Falcons was bizarre. It was so bonkers. When Nelson Aguilar leads your team in receiving and he has like 49 yards, that's a problem. That's a big, big problem against a Falcons defense who we always said was must start against mm-hmm. that defense. Any fantasy asset you had, start him up against the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Derek Carr was my start of the week this last week for quarterback because I was like, this is a foolproof matchup. Like their offense has actually been very good this season. And then New New Orleans, I was looking at my screen, Uh, Atlanta does the Atlanta thing against New Orleans last season, where all of a sudden they show up and and are dominant for a game for no reason whatsoever. And it just happened to be against the Raiders this week. Yeah, just just terrible. Um, He, oh my God, wait, Dustin, you know what I just did? (laughs) I looked at week 14. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my week 14 start and bust. (laughs) of next week so i already hopped in my delorean and gunned it to 89 (laughs) so i could just fast forward to next week Uh, dustin i'm throwing in the towel on this week that's all god damn it you know what you can hop on my start instead of the week and and we'll take the glory or the shame together how about that can i just we can just buddy up yeah in this whole deal yeah it's all right all right. I'm all I'm, for it. I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm not I'm not a proud man. All right, but I expect <laughs> to see these exact two names on the show sheet next week and you can just reiterate everything you just said. Done. I you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh play it on my phone into my microphone oh, while nice. I'm drinking. I'm just going to actually play Perfect. word for word back. I think I think that should do it. No, right? I like it. That's great. All right, so let's talk briefly here about some of these Week 13 matchups that we are most interested in, uh, fantasy or real NFL-wise. I will kick us off here. And aside from the Packers, because, you know, homers, and of course I want to watch my team, uh, there's really only one game that I really have any interest in in paying a lot of attention to, and this is the Browns versus the Titans. Uh, they're both 8-3, eight and, eight and three, uh, both very much in the playoff hunt. Obviously, the Browns are going more for the wild card here with the Steelers being number one in the division, uh, but they still need to win. Uh, it's definitely, they haven't clinched anything yet, and the fact that the Browns are 8-3, and three, can we just bask in that for like two seconds that they're eight it's pretty wild considering they don't have obj Mm -hmm. baker mayfield has been very hit and miss this season and uh nick chubb was out for multiple games and and they're still eight and three so uh i I, i'm most interested in watching that game uh it should be a fun one to watch what about you yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say fun still for that game, but I do think if you're a Browns fan, you have to be very excited for that game. Um, I think the one, now that I'm looking at the correct week here, Dustin, it's really floored me because there's so many good matchups that you can choose from this week. Not like that bullshit week 14 where you don't want anything <laughs> to do with, but I do think that one of the games that, that has me interested here at least 
is Detroit at Chicago. I'm interested because it's going to be such a calamity of errors. It's two teams that can't get out of each other's way. And I, I know that we've already talked a whole shit ton about David Montgomery, so I won't bring that up anymore. Um, but just from start to finish, I'm excited to see what kind of low scoring bullshit that's going to be. Because you know, it's either going to be like six to seven or it's going to be like 67 to 70. It's going to be one of those two extremes. Uh, the way that those teams are playing, it's, it's so gross. But outside of that, that too. Um, the interesting one will be probably Los Angeles Rams versus the Cardinals. Yeah, that was I'm the other one of, I was looking at too. I don't know. If Kyler can get right here, I, I don't know. That shoulder, that's still a little concerning. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't himself this last week. With another week in between to hopefully get healthy, I'd like to see a fully formed Kyler go at it there against that defense because mm-hmm. that could be a real showdown. Yeah, and it, it has big playoff implications um, since both teams are, are sitting behind the Seahawks right now in that division. So they're both in the wild card hunt here. So that's definitely a, a big game and, and will play a big factor in the seeding for the playoffs here, um, depending on who wins. So, yeah, this this is definitely will probably be the better game to watch as far as it's a it's a divisional game. It's got playoff implications. You know it's going to get chippy in there because they're fighting. Uh, so that should be a fun one to watch. That was the other game that I was like, oh, yeah, I, I can get on board with that. So looks like we are in 100% agreement there, which always makes Ooh. me feel really good right here. Look at, us, look at us Look at us do it. I know. <laughs> so Well, you know what we haven't done thus far? What, Shooter? Make a beer, make a beer bet. We haven't. Or a shot bet. So I, I will I will allow you to do the beer bet this week. Really? Yeah. After my previous beer bet, you decimated you of Antonio Gibson versus Chico. Yes. Yeah, but my beer bet also decimated you. So decimate is a strong word for our, <laughs> our beer bet with the only, quarterback. Only but, because but, I won I it on a fifty-yard hail mary at the end of the game doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Which is great. Honestly, that play was great because of the ensuing calamity oh. that happened where they got up to the line. It was it was so close to being a touchdown. They were stopped at the one-yard line, and then they ran up. They had like 40 seconds left. And then they, they do a run play, zero timeouts. They do a run play immediately after they hurry up instead of spiking it. They do the run play. That doesn't work. It winds down the entire clock. They they throw an errant pass to stop the clock. They had no time left, and then they try to sneak, and then they try to sneak. It was the dumbest Ugh. series in recent memory. Yeah, that was some Mike was McCarthy so level uh, uh, coaching decisions there. <laughs> eh, it just wasn't good. <laughs> so what do you yeah, have for was... a beer bet for this week, Jake? All right. So for this week, as we're looking through these matches, because we always want in-house mano uh, uh, mano here, the one that intrigues me, I think, the most is, uh, is, is actually that Rams and Cardinals game. All right. So... I don't know if you're it. I don't know if you're itching for a wide receiver battle in this. But depends. It depends. You know my guy. I, I want to give you one that you'll feel comfortable with. You know my guy. It's Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the easy one. Robert Woods versus DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Who says no? PPR. Now, I, now this is so, only are... going to be for PPR. It will be PPR, but it's not fantasy points. Okay. It's catches, receptions. Who has more receptions? Robert Woods, DeAndre Hopkins. I'll take that bet. You'll take the uh, D hop side. Yeah, I will do that. I'm typing right. it in the, Put in the books. Typing in the show sheet right now. I like it. Now here's my <laughs> here's my one note. It's all going to be dependent on Kyler. Kyler comes back healthy. I think this is a pretty easy one for you, but with his health in question, it's hard to say. And the Rams are also really really good against wide receivers. 
Okay, it's in the books. It is done. done. So that'll be a fun one I to keep an eye on. You feel good about it? I feel fine. I mean, fine as, you know, I know I'm going to win. So it's a, it's, it's a low-level confidence on it. <laughs> Which, how could you not be? You don't want to go right, into this... a bet feeling like you're going to lose. Kind of like how I did with the Antonio Gibson this is Zeke how... bet last week. I didn't feel good about that. But I felt like I had to give you a softball win here. Oh, okay. Okay, enough of that. This is, this basically is, by the way, for our listeners who have still stuck around after this uh, shit show of an episode, if you're still here, this is like monkey knife fight right here. We're picking mm-hmm. one versus one on a line like this for receptions. This is exactly what you get to do in monkey knife fight. I think that's why we both like it so much. Yeah, absolutely. So we're feeling good about this episode here. We're, we're reaching the end of our show sheet. This is your weekly reminder. Check your waiver wires for players that are dropped, especially going to the playoffs here. You never know what can happen. Uh, we've got two teams on by this week. So Tampa Bay and Carolina, uh, which is really unfortunate for the start of the fantasy playoffs. A lot of fantasy relevant players on both those squads. Uh, so you never know who your opponent, if you're in the playoffs, who they could be dropping because of this bye week here where you could swoop in and, and, and pick up a player. Maybe it is like a Robbie Anderson or something who's been performing well, but they have to pick up someone to make it through this week to try to go for the, the ship. So uh, be sure to check for the waiver wires. Uh, it is going to be an extremely short turnaround this week with the game tomorrow. Um, so just just keep an eye on that really quickly for that Thursday night game that we have coming up. Um, any last words here, Jake, before we sign off? Uh, no, just, just get, get anything that you can to help yourself get to the playoffs for fantasy purposes. Anything that you need to do this week, just go all in. Don't hold anything back and go get yourself into that race. Yeah. And, and don't overthink it. Start your studs. Even if it is on paper, a, a poor matchup, start your studs. Their reason why they're called studs is they're almost always matchup proof. I know it's not always a hundred percent true, but the majority of the time they are matchup proof. That's why they're called studs. Start your studs. You should be safe there. Only swap them out for injury related issues or COVID or something like that. Do you concur, Jake? Yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Woo. All right. So Jake, before we sign off here, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Jake Trowbridge. And you can find our podcast at Drinking Fantasy. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. Please hit us up with our DM start sit questions. Uh, if you have something you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, uh, mailbag type question, we are always open for that. We will bring it up. Um, like I said, start sit, drunk trades. Let us know drunk trades that you've made this season. Uh, we always love to hear those. And if you just want to ch- chat about anything, we're, th- we're there to chat with you. So uh, hit us up in our DMs. Uh, be sure to check us out here on youtube every week we do go live if you aren't watching us uh but you love the podcast feel free to check us out you can see the faces behind these sultry voices you hear every single week on audio and until next week folks keep drinking and talking fantasy football cheers ffers cheers